Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stabler and Friends podcast. God, it's been so long, I almost forgot what I called it. I used to be called the Talk Tirade, but this is the Stabler and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Stabler. I'm happy to be back today. I don't have any friends, but I'm ready to get back on track with the podcasting. Um, I started a goal at the start of the year uh, to try and do a podcast a day. I got on a roll, then I got hit with this crazy thing going around. It's called covid I'm pretty sure you've heard about it. Uh, knocked me on my ass for a good day or two. Felt better. Just completely fatigued for like a week and a half. Ended up trying to get caught back up on work and things like that. Got distracted. And sometimes it's, it's just like going to the gym. You know, like if you get into a good rhythm, a good streak, it's easy to hit the gym every day. You miss a day. You miss a second day. You miss a third day. And then it's just hard to get back into it. So i doing my best definitely trying to get back into it it's so funny because like when i was rolling i was doing podcast each day i felt comfortable i felt good everything was rolling um now it's like hard to get back into it like i'm trying to like get my my voice back my style back so hopefully this will go well we're back again i already said that but let's do this um i'm gonna start it off plugging our tuesday night podcast I used to host a trivia show, um, like bar trivia. I had a lot of fun making up questions, things like that. I would like to do something like that online on Tuesday nights. I'm going to be doing on YouTube uh, live probably. So um, we're going to be doing trivia this Tuesday and hopefully every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time via YouTube live. Uh, I'll try and come up with some prizes. Um, thinking like some gift cards. I'm going to see if I can get some sponsors or somebody to sponsor that trivia and maybe they could hook us up with a gift card. So if you or anybody you know um, would like to promote their business and would like to hook it up with a gift card for the people playing on Tuesday, please reach out to me. That would be awesome. In the meantime, I will make sure that I get something for us. Um, I like to do team trivia. So I would say get up to, I'd say six players max if you can on a team. Um, it's a lot of fun. If you can't get a team, just come play on your own. It'll be really cool. I promise. Uh, it's mostly pop culture things, maybe some geographical things, maybe some science things, just like all over the place. A lot of pop culture, like so movies, music, television, sports, things that are in my wheelhouse because I have to write the questions, but I'm, I'm pretty good at being uh, all over the place. So everybody could probably chip in and help out. Um, I would suggest if you get on a team, you use, I would say use Google Meets. Everybody pretty much has a Gmail and it's really easy to set up a, a Google Meets account. It's user-friendly user and then that way you can just throw it on a second tab while I also host on YouTube Live. All right. Thanks for letting me do my plug. Let's get into a lot of things that we have going on. Um, I usually love to talk about my Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins... Uh, they're not a great, great franchise since I've been born. I don't know if I'm a curse or if it's poor ownership. I'm starting to lean towards its poor ownership. Um, today, we need to talk about it. I mean, the only time the Dolphins stay in the news of relevancy was a few years ago when we were bullying the offensive linemen. And now uh, former head coach Brian Flores has filed a lawsuit with the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos. All right, so we're going to give a quick rundown. I'm sure you've heard plenty of it, but I just want to get this in really quick. Um, the lawsuit claims that the Dolphins incentivize 
Brian Flores to lose games so they could tank. This was the tank for Tua at the time. Um, they ended up winning three of their last five games, I believe, and it jumped them to the fifth spot in the draft as opposed to getting the number one pick. Now they have went with Burrows. Burrow, if they would have stayed at number one, that's to be determined. But they ended up getting Tua, who I think was their guy. So it didn't make a big deal. But um, the reports were 100K per game. And Flores reported that he refused to lose out of principle. Um, let's start there. Like tanking has been going on for years. It's unfortunate. And it's a really good way for a coach to lose the locker room. Um, that's not fair to the coach. It's not fair to the team. It's not fair to the fans. I get what they're trying to do because a draft pick goes a long ways, but it's just not, it's just not what you're supposed to do. It's like an unwritten rule. Uh, if this is true, if the claims are true, which I personally believe they are, I say hats off to Flores for standing up for what's right. Um, another, another case with the Denver Broncos is Flores is claiming that he met with them in 2019. He said, uh, that he interviewed with them. They showed up about 45 minutes late. He claimed that John Elway and the other owners were hung over. They were very disengaged. They did a quick interview. And then about 30 minutes later, they announced Vic Fangio as their head coach. Um, and lastly, the Giants apparently had their head coach all but hired before they even met with Flores. Uh, Bill Belichick um, used to be the, well, he is the head coach, but he used to have Brian Flores under him as the, uh, I'm not positive if he was linebackers coach or defensive coordinator, maybe both. Um, but he ended up accidentally texting Brian Flores on accident saying congratulations on getting the job with the Giants when he meant to text former offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills and current head coach of the New York Giants, Brian DeBall. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I've never heard his name said. I've just read it a bunch of times. So he meant to text Brian DeBall and he texted Brian Flores, which we need to talk about the Rooney rule and what it is and why it's important. Um, the Rooney rule is a rule set in place that teams must interview two black people per head coaching vacancy. So basically when we're talking about the giants here, um, they knew who they were hiring. They hadn't even interviewed Brian Flores yet. Uh, and then they just did it for a token interview just to make sure that they, they, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, sounds like the, the Broncos did the same thing. If they were hiring somebody just 30 minutes later, seemed very disengaged. I don't know what truth there is to it. I'm sure if he's making claims, there's gotta be some, some evidence that he's going to, that Flores is going to present. Um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, the Rooney rule, um, in my opinion, like it was set with good intentions, but it, it's not handled well at all. I think, I don't know. I don't know what the ultimate answer is to their, like to this situation, because we, we need more, we do need more diversity. We need more opportunities for black people, but I don't think just having them come for an interview, an interview and just wasting both people's time is the right way to go. Um, so I don't know. I, I think the thing that bothers me the most is that there are a lot of up and comers, a lot of good coaching minds coming up whether they're white or black um, or any other color. Right. Uh, but I hate this coach coaching carousel. All they do is just recycle the same coaches to a new team, to a new team, to a new team. It's, it's unbelievable. Then a lot of these players or a lot of these coaches never get a chance. Um, but multiple coaches just continue to keep getting head coaching jobs when they prove that they aren't a good head coach. 
I, I really get frustrated with that. Um, another thing, I listened to Tony Dungy, former uh, Colts head coach, Super Bowl champion. Um, he was on the Dan Patrick show on Friday, and he mentioned something that I agree with completely. I don't know why I never thought of it, but when he said it, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, interviewing, interviewing coaches, they do it during the playoffs. So Tony Dungy said he doesn't understand why they interview during the playoffs. Uh, he said that the only black coordinators who are um, getting interviews have made the playoffs. So every time that they interview, they're still in the playoffs focusing. So imagine you have to focus. You got the Chiefs upcoming on Sunday. You got to focus on how to how to beat the Chiefs. You got to be with your team Monday through Wednesday. And then Thursday, you go do an interview with the, with the head coaching vacancy. And now you have to be very specific. You have to be prepared on how you're going to make that team better. But then as soon as you're done with that, you got to go back and start focusing on Kansas City again. Like it's 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 unheard of. I don't care who you are. It shouldn't be like that. We can't wait until the season's over. It's not going to make that much of a difference, a three week to four week difference. Um, I just I just don't like that. I agree with Tony Dungy. I think that we need to give people more opportunities. Um, I also I feel like I'm stealing this from somewhere. I don't know where I read it, but uh the NFL only changes when they have pressure on the league to be embarrassed. Um, I don't know what direction they're going to go, but I'm sure we'll be covering this story for the foreseeable future um, as it continues. Uh, I mentioned before in the past um, that I was upset when the Dolphins fired Brian Flores. Uh, he was the first head coach to bring the Dolphins back-to-back -back winning seasons in two decades. In 20 years, he's the only coach to do, give them back-to-back -back winning seasons, and then we fired him. Uh, I really liked what he did for the team. I wish he was still our head coach, but I have some breaking news. This actually happened while I was doing the podcast, like two minutes before I started. Um, the Miami Dolphins have just hired Mike McDaniel, former offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, to be their head coach. Um, I've seen so many clips of this guy and like the way that his mind works, the way that he talks to his players. Uh, I'm very excited about him. If I can't have Flores, this is the guy that I wanted. The Dolphins had me really nervous with, uh, I think they did about three meetings with Kellen Moore, uh, former Boise State quarterback, uh, Cowboys uh, offensive coordinator. I don't know. He's never done anything to impress me, and I wasn't excited about that. Um, <laughs> the other funny thing to me is this lawsuit that's coming out by Brian Flores. For some reason, Hugh Jackson decided to come out and mention that he was incentivized to lose by the Browns uh, to tank for the Browns, but he didn't take the money. Let's let this sink in for a second, guys. His all-time coaching record is three wins, 36 losses, and one tie. So, I mean, like, if he wasn't taking the bait, if he wasn't taking the incentivized money, man, that's rough if you're trying to win and you only win three out of 40 games. <laughs> <laughs> the dude could have bought the damn Browns with his L money. If he wanted to, if he would have taken it, he'd be a billionaire probably with all that money. <laughs> um, yeah. Get out of here. Hugh Jackson. He don't hold, he doesn't hold much weight in my opinion, but moving on uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement um, during our pod hiatus. So that's cool. I mean, I respect the hell out of him, but I am glad that his reign is finally over. It's time to move on, and hopefully some some bottom feeder teams that I root for can, can raise up. 
So thanks for everything, Tom. It was a lot of fun watching you, but it's time. I'm happy that you went out on top. So very cool. Uh, we have the Super Bowl coming up a week from today. So next Sunday at 430 Mountain Time, we got the Bengals versus the Rams in Los Angeles. Crazy. The entire history of the Super Bowl has been at different stadiums, different locations, and not once did the home team play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. Nobody ever made it until last year when the Bucks went, and now the Rams are going in L.A. So back-to-back years, both getting home field advantage. Um, we're going to cover a lot more of that on the throughout the week on the Super Bowl. I'm going to see if I can get some friends, get, get excited, but I'm definitely pulling for the Rams. I like the Lions. I've been a Matt Stafford fan since Georgia, so this might be the closest the Lions ever get to a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm rooting for that, really pulling for that. Uh, please, in the comment section, let me know what your thoughts are on the game. Uh, if anybody wants to come on the show this week, I'm looking to schedule uh, some time to get some friends on. I'll be reaching out to a few people, and I would also like if you reached out to me today. I feel like my, my shackles have been released. I'm not, I'm not a prisoner to NFL football Sundays right now. I tell you, my, I love football. I do. And it's great on a Sunday, but it is so hard how lazy I get. I like seriously turn on the TV at 11 a.m., watch my main teams, which is like I like the Dolphins, I like the Browns, I like the Lions. They're usually the 11 a.m. games. Now the two o'clock games start and they got the game of the week or my fantasy team has some implication on it. So I watch that. And then there's the six 30 game on NBC and it's like, I'm burnt out at this point, but I still watch it. So, I mean, 17 weeks plus playoffs. I'm just, I'm on the couch on Sundays. That's all I do. So today I had a little bit of freedom. I got, I got to sleep in a little bit. I cleaned up around the house. I, I'm afraid to admit this, but I watched some of the Pro Bowl. You guys, all-star games need to go. <laughs> this was this was two-hand touch, literally. I watched a dump off to Alvin Kamara. They they touch him with two hands. Everybody stops, plays over. There's not a lot of blitzing. It's just, it's just silly. It's gotta go. I like the skills, the skills uh, competitions that they do. I watched the hockey skills competition that was in Vegas on Friday night. That was pretty fun. I like the NBA night, all-star dunk contest, three-point contest, skills challenge. I like all that. But if we're not going to play defense, like, this is this is silly. There's a, It's just a waste of time. So, Pro Bowl, you got to go, in my opinion. Okay, moving to basketball. I'm from Utah, if you don't know me. Um, so, I do like to cover the Jazz a lot when uh, – when I'm talking basketball, so the Jazz, they ended there, I believe it was a five-game losing streak, and now they have back-to-back wins against the Nuggets and Nets, two credible teams. Hopefully they're getting it going back in the right direction. Joe Ingles is out for the season, torn, I'll say ACL. That's a guess, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, I'm starting to wonder. So last year the Jazz, easily number one seed. They looked great. Um, by the time the playoffs hit, like they never rested their guys. And Mitchell got a little little hurt. Conley got a little hurt. So um, I'm starting to wonder, like, even though it's a five-game losing streak, I'm starting to wonder maybe they're slightly doing some load management because there's been a lot of games that Mitchell's been out. There's been a lot of games Gobert's been out. It seems like they're kind of rotating. Um, I'm really hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that they're just not falling apart. But that is what I got for that. Um, I'm still trying to get into the NBA. I 
I haven't been into it for a little while. I watched the jazz. I need to, well, I'm thinking now that football's over, I'm going to get back into the NBA, but man, I'm a, I'm a college basketball enthusiast. I, I started watching about three or four years ago and it's just so fun. Once I get to know these young players and their tendencies and seeing the momentum change and the crowd go nuts. And it's a lot of fun. So last year I did a, a college basketball March madness um, episode projecting who I think was going to win. I picked Ohio state to win it all and they lost in the first round. So apparently no matter how much I watch, I'm still probably going to get it wrong. I watched um, late last night, Arizona state uh, beat number three UCLA in triple overtime. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys my gripe. Here's my little talk tirade that I'm over it. I'm over the court storming. I mean, if it's an amazing, like Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah. Go ahead. Storm the court national championship. I get it. But I mean, you knock off a top 25 team in basketball and you storm the court. Like, come on, I'm over it. It's, it's, it's played out. It's played out like people with buzzwords saying chef's kiss. Oh my goodness. That is so chef's kiss. I wonder how these buzzwords start. Like I hear one person say it and I'm like, that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty clever. Chef's kiss. I like that. But then I hear multiple people tweeting about it, multiple people videoing about it. I hear people say it in real life. Chef's kiss. That's chef's kiss. Like, Oh, that's so good. Like, I don't know how it starts. I don't know how long it gets through everybody. But eventually, once it gets to everybody, it's not original. It's just lame. Like, come up with something of your own. I'll come up with a good term next time. Better than chef's kiss. We're going to start a new term and see how far it goes. I'll work on it. Um, College basketball. Two teams that stood out to me this weekend. They're on my radar for March Madness is Purdue and Kansas. Uh, Purdue, they got to the basket. They looked like they could they could cause some problems in the tournament. Um, and then Kansas just beat down Baylor, which is a top contender to win it all. Um, let's see, what are we doing? That's pretty much all I have for today. Uh, wrapping up the show. I want to give a special shout out to HBO for bringing back quality television. I've missed my Sunday nights with HBO and now they've brought back righteous gemstones, peacemaker and euphoria. Um, Righteous Gemstones is a, a show about it's kind of a, a parody of the mega church guy that Joel Austin or Osborne or whatever his name is. Uh, John Goodman runs a church. He's got his kids, Kenny Powers, uh, Adam from Workaholics and a, and a daughter. I don't know what she's from, but she's hilarious. Uh, one of the one of the best shows on TV makes me laugh a lot. Pretty raunchy. So just just a heads up. Same with Peacemaker. It's John Cena as a superhero based off of DC comics, but made by James Gunn written and directed by the guy who did guardians of the galaxy. So it's got a little bit of flair of that where it has breaks of listening to music and, and just, just good comedy. Um, finally euphoria. It's my wife's favorite show. It's mostly every girl I talk to loves this show. I think it's pretty good. It's a little bit high school drama E drama ish, but I'm telling you, those people, like, there is not a single character on that show that, like, I'm genuinely rooting for. Like, there's nobody. They're all very, very toxic people with low self-esteem or bad outlooks on life or just pure selfishness. And it's just, it's just a nasty town, a nasty neighborhood. And I, it makes me mad. And it makes me mad because some of the characters they depict so well. But, man, it's just... 
it frustrates me. The show, like I end up at the end of each episode, like what, what was that? Like, why did I watch that? But it keeps bringing me back. So yep. Sunday night, HBO, let me know which ones you like. Uh, feel free to reach out to me via the comments section, or you can find me on Twitter at the real stabler, the real stabler, S T A B L E R. Um, you can find us on Facebook under Stabler and Friends. Might be under the talk tirade. I'm not sure if I've changed that, but I'll try my best if I haven't. Um, anyways, finishing up. Thank you guys for hopping back on with me. I'm hoping to get some more shows going. I might try for tomorrow. I'm not going to guarantee that, but definitely I want to remind you that we are going to try for a Tuesday night trivia at 7 p.m. Please subscribe to this show. Um, it will let you know once we go live, just a kind of a quick reminder for you. If you subscribe, you can chat in the, in the little side thread during trivia, have some fun, meet some friends. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that even like, even if you're nervous, like just give it a try if you think you might like it, but don't say, Oh, I don't know anything. I don't know anything because trust me, there's going to be something that's going to be in your wheelhouse and your team might need you for that one. So try and get your team together. Let me know if you have any questions, how I can help get you set up. And then um, I'll be hopping on about 6.30 Tuesday night, about a half hour before to try and help whoever wants to get on, get set up, get to the Google Meets or whatever they want. So again, this has been Stabler and Friends. I'm Stabler. Thanks for being my friend. Peace.